Oh my gosh, guys, this podcast episode is going to be a bit different. So that's why we're starting it off a bit different as well. But welcome back to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick. If we've not met, then hey there. Welcome to this episode. I think it's an amazing one for you to be jumping in on. We're at episode 133 and I am starting a new series. Uh, It won't be one after the other. It'll just be sporadically sprinkled throughout Uh, all of my episodes, but I wanted to start to bring women and people actually, people who I think have got bold and powerful voices to the podcast. You know, if you followed me at all for some time, you know that my purpose is to support women to become bold and powerful voices in their industry and claim their space with confidence. And I just thought I love sharing actionable strategic steps and tips with you but you know something I want to have deeper conversations I want to have conversations that talk about the things that maybe sometimes we're scared to talk about or sometimes we're afraid to talk about or that you know we want to be braver to do and so that's why I wanted to share this with you now today I have got Denise Duffield Thomas uh, on the podcast, she's a money mindset coach. Uh, she's been on the podcast before. She was actually one of my very first guests. I think it was like episode three or something. Uh, so we'll put that in the show notes as well so that you can go and find out more about what Denise does. But she has got a community of money boot campers, which I am part of and have been part of for, I want to say like four or five years now, like it's been quite a while. Uh, And Denise is somebody who I find funny and I find insightful and I find brave. Uh, And recently she decided to draw a line in the sand on her Facebook page and Instagram and everywhere else to talk about what she will tolerate and what she won't. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I really wanted to bring you this episode, which is more like a coffee and conversation episode Uh, to inspire you and to challenge you and to open up the conversation about what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do in our business. And can I just say, like Denise and I talk about in this conversation and in this episode, it's not easy for anybody. So it's not like people who do it, they're like, yeah, that was a breeze. That was so easy for me to just stand up and say what I wanted and challenge the status quo and actually just say, you know, something I'm not going to tolerate X. Like nobody finds it easy. It takes courage and there's, you know, there's the hangover afterwards of feeling either shame or should I have done that or whatever else. But you know something at the end of the day, we are values-based businesses. We want to be advocates. We want to be bold and powerful voices. We don't just want to talk about the things that we do in our business as in, you know, if I'm a business coach or a web designer or a copywriter or whatever else it is, but we want to have meaningful conversations about how we impact not only our clients, but the world around us. And so, That's the kind of conversation I want to share a little bit more on this podcast as well. So I have asked a number of incredible people to uh, tee up some times for us to have a chat about some of the things that they're doing in their space so that I can amplify their voices, but also have conversations around, you know, why do you do that? Why do you speak about those things? And where do you find the courage? And 
what's the response been and all of that sort of thing. So it's exciting and it's interesting and I feel like it totally aligns with my purpose and what I'm here to do to not only help you build a profitable business without the burnout but also to have a bold and powerful voice as well. So without further ado, we're just going to dive straight into this episode because, geez, it is juicy. And if you enjoy it, I would love you to share it absolutely so that we can open this conversation up more and more people can talk about these kinds of topics. And just a warning, there is adult language, a lot of adult language in this podcast episode. So if you've got little ones around, make sure that you get your headphones in uh, or maybe just listen to it when you're on your own. But I know you're going to love it. So enjoy. Uh, Denise, I'm super excited to have you here today. Because we are going to be talking about bold and powerful voices and I saw you step up in a really big way in the last week and I was so keen to talk to you about this. So I wanted to give a little bit of context and I'm going to do it as well before before I share what we're going to talk about. But you basically did a post on your Facebook page which was drawing a line in the sand around what you're going to tolerate and allow, I guess, in your space um, and what you're not. So let's should talk- I read it? Should yeah, I just read it out? you can read it. Absolutely. Yeah. I had, I, I've got it up here as well, but yeah, definitely read it. Just so we don't have to like talk around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll, I'll just read it and then I'll tell you where yeah. I came, like how it came about. Okay. So, hey friends, line in the sand time. This won't apply to 95% of the people here, but for some people, it's really time for us to part ways. I cannot emphasize enough. I am not here for your entertainment. I owe you nothing. I'm not here for your conspiracy theories or COVID denial. I'm not here for your both sides. I'm utterly disgusted by your support of Donald Trump or where you pretend you're an impartial observer. I'm not here for your love and light version of white supremacy. I'm not here for your QAnon nonsense. It's boring and stupid, and I don't have to allow it into my space. Let me be very blunt and clear. I'm not Sesame Street on a public access channel. Nobody is entitled to my time, attention, or creativity. You don't get to benefit from my work. No soup for you. If you don't leave, I will ban you. If you harass my community or team, I will ban you. If you tell me to wake up, I will ban you. You can sit in your passive-aggressive anger, sadness, and disappointment of me. You can bitch about me, but I don't have to listen to it in my space. There's no boss or manager you can complain to. The The buck stops with me. The action you can take easily and for free is to unfollow, unsubscribe, and block me. Never support my work again. Add me to your sheeple list. I don't want you to lurk. I never want to accidentally amplify your work. I don't appreciate your perspective or point of view. And then it was like, but I'm a customer. You can't talk to me like that. When you buy from me, you buy that thing from me. You don't buy me. I'm glad you loved my book. It doesn't mean I have to allow you into my space. Burn my book if you feel strongly about it. (laughs) If If you're a boot camper, I will hold space for you in that group. But if you bought the course six years ago or yesterday, my values are not up to you. If you've been around long enough, you've probably received your value. Our time together might be done. Now, I did a longer version on my Facebook page, but um, yeah, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, about absolutely. It. What triggered you to write this? What, like what had happened? 
that you decided I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write this? Um, you know, like for five years now, I've been watching what's happening in America and it impacts us in Australia too. Yeah. We know that, right? When things happen in America, things happen here. So, you know, Trump doesn't care about the climate. It gives us permission to care about the climate because we're the little brother yeah. of America. So I've just been watching it and I've been really trying to like be okay with people being like, I, I don't always agree with him, but you know, and I just got to the point where I just was like, I'd be a hypocrite to take your money or even just allow you like there's privilege in be people being in your space. I bitch about you to everybody. I'm not going to take your money anymore. Yeah. And I thought of it like that point of view of like, oh, I'm not going to take your money anymore. But then I was like, hang on, I've got a value here too. You don't get to be in my space. And, you know, I don't know where your audience sits within that. I th- What inspired me was reading a post by a lady called Design Mum. And I went and read that because you linked to it. So I'll God. link to it as well. But I went and read amazing. that as well. Yeah. And she was like, I don't create my content for you. I don't care. I hope you never have a nice house ever again. Um, I was like, and I just thought I'm just done with this and I know my I love to talk about the fallout from this because I've seen people do call out posts you know and I didn't mention one particular person I've seen people do it over the last couple of years and I've gone oh my god that's so brave and I still just a bit like oh but I don't want to piss people off I don't want to make people feel bad about their choices and you know I watched all of the election this week and I was just like I want a better world for everybody even people who don't want a better world for everybody. Yeah. I do. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, and I agree with you. There have definitely been quite a few call outs. Um, you know, Rachel Rogers is one of them and I've, and I've spoken about her before um, during the Black, Black Lives Matter movement, etc. cetera. Um, but I do think that we're seeing a shift or a movement or, and maybe it's been happening for a while and I'm just seeing it more now, where before now it's like my business perspective and my, and my views and my personal views I'll keep separate because we don't want to talk about politics or religion or anything that might offend somebody else. But I'm really seeing, um, especially from a values perspective, more women and businesses in general kind of taking a stand and saying, you know, something, this is what we believe. Um, And so it's, we just want to let you know, because we are making more purchasing decisions based on people's values in business as well. But there was one comment that I thought was really interesting. There was a woman um, who just said, so if I'm a double, double, oh God, Donald Trump supporter, am I not welcome here? I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, and I just went, not like, no. (laughs) It's so simple. Like there was a few people like, I'm confused. What are you saying? And I was like, yeah, like I am saying that. And I'll be really honest. I got one last night that actually did get under my skin. Um, And it was... It really, it was, it was really hard because actually the people who go, fuck you, I hate you too. They're actually really easy to deal with yeah. because you just go, yeah, fuck you too. Like, fuck off. And that's kind of how I was. I was like burning you, burning you, fuck off. There was this one lady who contacted me and she goes, Denise, I'm sending this to you in the most amount of love possible. And I was like, oh God, here it goes. <laughs> and then she's like, I love you. I love everything you do. I love your work. I'm in your boot camp. I love you. And I was waiting for the butt and she didn't do it. And I think that's why it was, 
even harder because she was like, you believe 100% in your perspective. I believe 100% in my perspective. Can we both be right? And it, I was, it was so shocking because it, there was never a but. And so it was really hard because I was like, wow, she fucking believes that Donald Trump is a really good person. Like she believes it to her core. And so it's so it's discombobulating, I think, this world that we live in at the moment because there's very little shared sense of right or wrong mm. right now. And I think for some of us, and where that hit me is I know I've got, like I hate hurting people's feelings. Mm. I really freaking do. And I, when when Rachel wrote, um, Rogers did do a call out post about Marie Folio and B School, I was like, "But I love Marie." I know, like, I was the same. oh my god, I was like, oh, I never want Marie to feel bad about like. And it was, and it, I, I was like, "Oh my god, it's so harsh." And I, you know, I, I think she's in her right to say it. And then I felt this way about this lady. I was like, "Oh my god, I feel so unkind." that she believes deep to her core that she is right. And it, it, I had to reach out to some friends because I was like, I know that I'm also the kind of person who goes, hang on, am I the bad guy in, yeah. in everything, right? And, you know, if you've been someone who does take response, over-responsibility mm. for things, I was like, maybe I am the bad person here. And I had to, like, talk to a few people and they're like, oh, no, babe, she's just gaslighting you. isn't that that interesting it's so and I and I have to be honest with you like I've been trying to process it in my own mind everything because it's just a lot there's a lot happening um and I think that it's you know there has been that 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 train of thought of you know we can have different opinions and still like live in the same world respectfully but then when you kind of go, well, if you decide to support somebody who is openly a racist and does X, Y, and Z, then how can we, I guess, cohabitate in this space? But I think the line that you drew was really, this is my space. You choose to be here. I'm going to be upfront about what I believe. And if you don't believe that and you're not okay with the things that I say, then it's fine for you to leave. And I think that that being, you know, as you said, sort of drawing that line has been a big thing because we're always like, well, do we want to alienate people in our businesses? Mm. And so did you and Mark talk about it? Like, what did you just decide to do it? Like, what did you think about before you decided to put it out there? I guess from a business perspective as well. Uh, Absolutely. Of course, we had these discussions. So, so Mark is my husband. He's my business partner now as well. Um, I brought him into the business about three years ago. For those of you who don't know me, um, so I reckon it was more when the Me Too stuff mm. came out. So what when was that now? God, a hundred years ago? It was three years ago? Two or three years ago, yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came up. That's when Mark was like, I don't know if we should be talking about these kinds of things. Because he was a bit like um, not both sidesy, but he came from, you know, a white male perspective. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not sure we should, and then I was like, no, this is like, you've been with me for a long time. You know how important, you know, values are to me. And then when the Black Lives Matter came up too, he was like, um, he was kind of half in. He was like, oh, I'm not sure. Because he was a bit like, um, I think because I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Twitter all day long, right? So I see shifts happen yeah. a bit quicker than him. So he was a bit like, but all that, I was like, no, don't say all lives matter, babe. You can't say that anymore. So he came from a bit of that, but but don't we love everyone? I was like, uh. 
so I think he saw that. And so this time it was like two days ago, I had a few sleepless nights going, how am I going to say this? How am I going to say this? And, um, and I said to him, babe, I really, and he's like, yeah, you should. Wow. Yeah. He's like, I'm really, I'm really happy you did. I'm really proud of you. I, I think you should. Cause there was a b- part of me, Suzanne, this is a horrible thing. There was a part of me that was like, I checked my bank account. How much savings have we got just in case, just in case yeah. this ruins our business. Like, and it's ridiculous because it is only about 5% of my audience. Yeah. Who, I was about to say, I feel like that's not something that you would usually have to deal with. No. And like, I'm going to say this really honestly, openly, I'm a self-made millionaire. I've got a million dollars cash in the bank right now. Like it's, no, it's not going to harm me. So even me thinking that, of course, the average person is worried about alienating their clients. Of course they are. And that's, that's so hard, a hard position for women to be in. And what I try and remember is when my, when I was um, growing up, my mum had running away money, right? A lot of mums had some cash stacked away because maybe they didn't have their own bank accounts. Maybe they didn't have that. And like the the thing that I've gone through this week, it's really not going to impact me in my life, right? But I want for other women, I want that like fuck off money. Yeah, you know, I want people to have financial security so they can go. You know what? If I lose half my clients, I'm going to be okay. Um, I want people to have money in the bank. I want people to have that because sometimes you don't have the luxury, or you feel like you don't have the luxury to talk out you feel like you don't have the luxury to really truly live your values and you feel beholden to people and and I still felt that that's the that's the crazy thing right I still felt that this week of I don't know if I'm allowed to be bold and then afterwards I've had a roller coaster afterwards and again it's not about me who cares like I'm gonna be fine right but I've had the thing of people going fuck you and then the love and light people and then I've had a few people who have like yeah I just I just don't know it's the mature thing to do. And all those things trigger me too, right? Because I'm like, oh, I don't I don't want to feel like I, um, you know, hurt people, I was impulsive or anything yeah. like that. Throw your teddies and, out the pram kind of thing, yeah. Yes. And that's the problem I think when you're a one-to-many business is that there's going to be so many nuances within nuances of people's opinions about what you do and say. And it's really easy to second guess that and go, oh, God, I should have put that word in there or I should have taken that word out or I should have put a disclaimer because one of the things that I didn't do well around this, right, because I just, I wrote it. Yeah. I didn't I didn't send it to anyone. Like usually I'll sense check it to Mark. Uh, I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram. I put it on Twitter. And then Mark said, do you want to email this out? And I was like, yes. And then he goes, just as is. And I went, yes. And then I realized sometimes different mediums, different Mm. and so I got the feedback from a few people that they were like oh my god I thought you were breaking up with me I because it it feels more personal yeah when it's an email to you rather than an Instagram that's clearly not to one person right so there's still like nuances I should have said hey I've just put this on my Instagram this is probably not for you but I still wanted you to see it because there are a few people, especially if there's someone who gets triggered by like rejection or, mm. you know, who weren't, who, who weren't tra- like, I got one person and she goes, I don't understand why you sent this to me. Is this a spam? Like, have you been hacked? And I was like, no. And, and she goes, well, why are you telling me you're disappointed? And I was like, are you a Trump supporter? She goes, no. And I said, well, it's not written for you. She goes, 
but it is like it's got you my sent name it to me yeah you sent it to me it's got my name at the top like and I, I went oh yeah there's still <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah there's still like ways we can do it but yeah but you can overthink it forever yeah and so what has the fallout been has there been any fallout I mean not really no. I don't know like I mean I can look at the stats I'm sure we got unsubscribed and I think Mark said oh we got about 100 unsubscribes and I'm like but we do from any yeah any email like I can say oh my god how amazing is Earl Grey tea which I did on a post the other day and people are like that's disgusting <laughs> you know they were like wow yuck I can't believe you like Earl Grey tea and so I'm like oh, I don't really think it's going to be a massive and yeah. you know there was one thing too that I thought because I um I don't usually do a lot of speaking gigs yeah, but I'm I'm doing one in the next um, week for Fresh Books, you know the account yeah, yeah, software, yeah. and I remember thinking, oh God, what if they say they don't want to, they don't want me on their panel anymore? And there was a part of me that's that good girl, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that good girl of like, oh, and I was like, oh fuck, it's two grand. Like if they don't want, like they can have their money back. They yeah. don't own me because they you know, I'm on their panel. And also if they came back and they had a problem with you saying that, they're probably not a business that you potentially want to be speaking for anyway. No, and actually we just had the speaker um, prep and and we are like, oh, we might to talk about politics. And she goes, look, I'd appreciate it if you don't say fuck Trump on our on our <laughs> webinar, but you can totally talk about politics. But just, you know, don't say fuck Trump. And I, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. So, but it's, don't you reckon we all kind of go, oh my God, what's my, what's my mum going to say? What's, what's this person going to say? Oh, are they going to take, am I going to get into trouble? And that's really what it comes down to. Am I going to get into trouble? And I don't think everybody needs to do things like this because mm. I think everyone's got their own um, like limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've had someone reach out and go, what do you think about this thing? And I'm like, oh God, I can't be outraged about everything this way. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to say, I don't feel that strongly about that, but it's really important to her. Yeah. And I think that's the other part of it. When you do have a bit of a platform, I think people do want to know your opinion on stuff, right? And and I struggle with that sometimes because I'm like, oh, God, I, I'm really, sometimes I think, can you give me a moment to research that? Is like that is that something I really need to care about or have an opinion about or do a post about just because you, Yeah. Well, I think Tricky. because, yeah, because you obviously do what you do and you've got the platform that you've got, I think that when you do kind of get to that stage in your business where you've got a really big platform, then you are, for want of a better word, somebody who influences. I know I've got some of my business friends that are like, I hate that word, but but you are. You like the the reason that word is around is because you influence people on a on a big scale on a bigger scale and so I'd love to I guess talk about that line or when you sort of talked about the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter and and the American elections etc have you always had really strong opinions about stuff and was it only when the Me Too movement or the Me Too thing happened that you started talking about social issues, social justice, politics, whatever it is? Um, like I was the kid who like wrote to tuna companies to ask them about dolphin nets. And I, I think, it. yeah, like I think my, like our generation, I think we were really targeted by Greenpeace in primary school. Yeah. yeah. So I have a lot of friends who were like, you know, writing. And I would say yes and no. Like I, I, 
um, I've been in, involved in organizations around social justice. Um, I've worked in sustainability consultancy, so I've got that. But but I think I would go in and out of it. And I think I didn't connect a lot of that stuff to politics for a long time. Yeah. You know, because I didn't, I was just like, oh, that's just boring men's business. Yeah. That makes sense. So I was like, I don't understand how that impacts my life in a meaningful way, but it was total white privilege, right? It's like, and even now, like, whether it's a conservative government or, or a more kind of um, liberal, left-leaning, green kind of government, my life as a white, wealthy woman actually does not change very much. And, you know, if climate change fucked up where I live, I, I have the means to live somewhere else. Like I yeah. can pack up my family and, and go somewhere else. But I think I've always had that sense of, of fairness and like it's not fair. It's not fair that people do this and it's not fair that people do that but that being said I think sometimes people worry about talking about those things because they're not perfect and I'm I'm not like I'm not perfect around my activism I there's so much more I could do um and I you know I I really beat myself up about that sometimes because there's heaps more that I could do yeah um but that being said it's there's always been that spark in me for it but connecting it to politics took a while because I I just yeah as I said I didn't connect it I didn't think I was smart enough it felt boring to me it felt like men's business it really did um which is probably um, how they want us to feel about it oh definitely and you can see women saying that to other women too like we shouldn't talk about politics and I'm like no your grandmother wasn't allowed to talk about politics yeah yeah, and I just, I think that advocacy, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, even this week is um, Nautic Week, which is for Indigenous and uh, Torres Strait Islanders, and we've got, um, you know, things happening here in Australia as well as things that are happening overseas. And I think that one of the things that I really wanted to talk about as well is is how to be that bold and powerful voice in your industry and make that decision. Like you said, not everybody needs to. But I do think that if you've got your values reflect that, then sharing that with your audience, I don't think can be a bad thing, can it? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think so. And we've seen so many examples of this recently where businesses that you think, how would they, why would they be polit- political? It's got nothing to do with them. You know, like there's an example in America, I can't remember the exact name, but it's a spice company. And they came out and just went, we are totally anti-Trumpism, a spice company, you know. And so, (laughs) and you think like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, they've always been incredibly political. So I think that um, what this time has taught me as well is that because American stuff is so bold and out there, it's really easy for me to look over there and not look at what's happening in Australia every single day. And I've got friends who have called me out on that in Australia and going, well, what about, you know, because I actually, you know, I, I donate a lot to American causes and, and which is weird, right? Cause it's like, well, I can, I can spend that money in Australia helping, helping with things. So I actually hired a philanthropy coach last year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because, cause I was like, wow, I can't deny that I'm a wealthy person. Yeah. You know, like I'm a, I'm a rich person and there comes responsibility with that. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I pay my taxes and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, am I doing the right thing with my money? And so 
he asked me a really interesting question at the start. He said, do you want to help people who have fallen off a cliff or do you want to prevent them from falling off the cliff? Okay. And I was like. What does that mean? I was, it's like, do you want to do, do you want your impact to be immediate helping people who are in crisis right now? Or do you want to make longer term change Mm. that might not be immediately apparent like I want to do both that's what I said (laughs) that's what I said I want to do both but I want to be intentional about doing both so we came up with some priority areas for me he's like you know what do you what's important to you because I think that's the other thing it's like we go well everything's important to me but not everything can be as big a priority at any one time right and so I was like well I'm really passionate about the environment and he's like okay so again cleaning up something that's just happened or creating, you know, systems or processes to stop things from happening in the first place. And I was like, oh, yeah. So actually one of the organisations I started donating to is legal advocacy for the environment, to change laws, to lobby, um, which some of those things don't come to fruition for like decades. Yeah. You know, and he told me about there was a Canadian philanthropist who put a lot of money into lobbying for smoke-free places like banning cigarettes and it took that took decades um so there was that and then i'm really passionate about um you know women and children and so i donate a lot to things that are like super super immediate right so providing a plastic tarp for a woman in ethiopia to give birth so she doesn't have to give birth on dirt like practical practical shit the fistula foundation is one that I love um, donating to because it's practical. It's sewing up women's birth, severe birth injuries. So they're not like constantly shitting themselves. Yeah. You know, so they can, so they can work so they can not be shunned from their villages. Like, so I'm really passionate about those, those things, but then it's like, okay, what, who are the organizations that are creating sustainable long-term stuff? Mm. Like, the long process of like training doulas and nurses in countries um, of uh, it's, it's so complex. You start to look at all the things and go, Oh my God, there's so much we have to fix. Um, another organization I'm really um, like looking for at the moment in Australia in particular, there's a ton of organizations in like UK and America that help women go into politics. Okay. And and they look at it from a long-term perspective too. In 10 years' time, who do we want to be running for politics? In 20 years' time, who do we want? In 30, 40 years' time, who do we want to be prime minister? And uh, and so that's long-term too. And I haven't found as many in Australia as I have in, in other countries. I think there's like Born to Run in America or She Can Lead and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, does that like make sense? Yeah, just, totally. Yeah, looking at going because I sometimes feel guilty that I can't help everyone. And fix everything. And there's just so many causes as well. And there's so many problems to fix in the world that it's hard to choose. I mean, I know that, um, you know, we've been sponsoring uh, One Girl now for about four or five years, which mm-hmm. basically stops young girls as young as 13 getting married off in Sierra Leone um, and keeps them in education. And also then they've got um, Business Brains, which trains uh, young girls how to start their own businesses and just make, make things as well. So I just think, you know, I think it's so important to take a look at whilst we are, you know, helping our clients here to make more money or run, you know, um, better businesses and things like that, 
it's, it is about that impact and how we can make a better impact or a bigger impact in the world as well. And even things like, you know, raise the age, which I was just, when the Black Lives Matter movement happened, I learned so much about what was happening here in Australia that I didn't know about. Um, and the fact that kids as young as 10, and I've got a 10 year old, are in prison just broke my heart and I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, that was something else that we sort of donated to and signed petitions and shared and things like that. And there's just been a change in the last couple of weeks where that's been moved to 14. I still think that there's a lot of issues there, but I Absolutely. just think that when you see something, it's kind of that whole thing, when you see something, say something or do something. Um, and so I don't think that we can fix all the problems, but I think that if we if we can do what we can do and everybody did that like the impact would just be incredible as well absolutely absolutely and money makes a big difference in that too you know like i think i was very naive about what a role money money and wealthy people play in getting laws changed yeah. and you know when you start to look into it like for example in america they have for profit prisons and the people who own them lobby the government to change laws so they can have more essentially customers in their prisons. And so when you start to look at that, that's where I'm super passionate about having money in the hands of more women in more groups who have been traditionally, you know, oppressed or kept out of the money system because then we, if, if money is going to influence stuff, I want to be part of that, you yeah. know, yeah. and do it in a, in a way that steers the world to what I think um, is important. And that's, you know, women women having more say in their lives and their bodies because women advocate for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I love the fact that I remember you saying this years ago, it's like, you know, well, as wealthy women we can change the world. Like the more women, the more money women have, the more it goes to their families and communities and building that. And that's kind of never left me. Like I'm just like that is so true. Um, and I just think also when we look at politics and things like that, it's only through money that these candidates can afford to run and have the platform that they've got um, and have all of these powerful people around them. So I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, yes, the more money we make, the more impact we can have, the more good we can do and the more influence that we can have as well at, at higher oh, levels. Absolutely. And like you, you look at these um, amazing female politicians that are coming up, you know, like AOC in America and she was in one of those programs that was encouraging women and minorities to run for politics, right? And, and so someone has funded that organisation that has birthed all these amazing yeah. um, new, fresh politicians. And she is using these tools that we have available to us, like, you know, Facebook. Um, She's and amazing Twitter. on Instagram as well, yeah. Yeah, so all these tools that have been created by men, not to, like, necessarily change the world, um, we can use those to kind of beat people at their their own game. And, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's an exciting time <laughs> and it's, like, also infuriating in lots of ways, right? But, um, you know, I have the privilege of, of being born in Australia. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't raised in a great environment, but I'm white. I've got, I've got that privilege and... You know, doesn't mean we have to be full-time activists, but I know I can use that privilege and I can use my wealth 
to try and create things. And I'm going to make mistakes and, you know, I'm going to piss people off. Um, and, yeah, it's fun, it's fun though. And I really appreciate have, being able to have this conversation too, right, because I think that's what I got out of the Design Mum post. I was like, she's just saying it like she would say to a girlfriend and she's putting it on the internet. And I'm like, I have these conversations with my girlfriends. Why, sh- why shouldn't I have them publicly? Yeah, and I do think that there is, I think, and maybe this is my just my view, but I think as women, sometimes we are guarded. It's like, I like you said at the beginning, I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or I don't want somebody to feel alienated or rejected or whatever it is that we feel. And so we just don't say the things that we really want to say. And I do think that, you know, having having that thought about it, the fact you talk to Mark about it and things like that, I think is is a good thing to do, but I also think don't hold back if you're really passionate and you feel super strongly about something because I think that at the end of the day, if we feel really strongly about it and we don't say it, we'll regret it at some point as well that we didn't actually speak our mind or say what we wanted to say because we were afraid of what (laughs) other people might have thought. Oh, absolutely. And we want to raise the next generation of girls to not yes. not be afraid of that. And, you know, Willow um, is six. She's So she's my Gosh. firstborn. And she she's happy to do it. Like she'll write Mark a letter and she'll be like, hey, Daddy, I really love you, but here's some things I want to say. Oh, um, wow. Like even on his birthday card, she's like, you're the best daddy in the whole world, but I've got some feedback for you. Um, <laughs> it's so funny but I just see like I mean and there will she still lives in a world that you know men's voices are prioritized more than women's voices and she'll see that but like I talk about politics a lot with her and she listens to podcasts in the car um and she gets it like she just kind of goes oh he's just not nice right but I really love Elizabeth Warren, who was also running yeah. for the presidency. I, in another life, I would just be her student and just worship at her feet. And I saw a post that when Ruth Ginsburg died, somebody said to Elizabeth Warren, will you be our new mum? Oh, I see. I get that. But she said something like, why, didn't, why isn't she going to be president? And I, I was trying to explain, I was like, an election's kind of like a competition, you know, and they're all kind of competing for this job. And she said, what question did she get wrong? And I was like, oh, baby girl, like she still believes it's going to be. And like, who works the hardest? Who's yeah. the smartest? Who It's on merit. And I said, it doesn't work like that, babe. Like um, she, she was amazing. She would have been a, a great leader, but it has to be up to the people to decide. And she went, boys vote for boys, don't they? Uh. And I went, oh shit and I said not good yeah I was like not necessarily and it's so complex right trying to explain and some of the books that I'm reading to her are like girls can be astronauts too and she's like well yeah you know and it's like this person was born at a time where women weren't allowed to be doctors and she's like what I almost don't want to put that in her head yeah um And, oh, yeah, it's really complex. But you know what I want to be really mindful of as well? I've got friends who are like see the nuances within the nuances within the nuances, right? Mm. And I really respect that too. And like when, yeah, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and, you know, everyone's like, oh, my God, she was the best of the best. And, And one of my really activist friends was like, you know what, she's really shit. She was really shit on Indigenous rights. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, no one is perfect. Yeah. 
we shouldn't put anyone on a pedestal. A lot of people feel very strongly against Elizabeth Warren too. And, and you know, I've got that sometimes, you know, I'll put someone up on a pedestal of like, oh, my God, Obama was so inspiring. And there's a lot of marginalised people who didn't agree with everything. I find that really interesting. I follow um, Trevor Noah on Instagram from The Daily Show. I just find him hilarious and interesting. But um, there were some uh, black men that had commented and said, Joe Biden and Obama did nothing for like black men in America or for um, coloured people in America. And I just thought that was so interesting. Like, obviously we see certain things and I probably don't research as much as you do. I know that a lot of your business sits in the US. Um, But I just find that stuff sort of interesting because we do have these ideas and these these views of people and I do I'm like Obama's so cool and he's so smart and articulate and I love Michelle and all the rest of it but yeah like you said nobody's perfect and we don't see everything um and so kind of coming at at things where you're like oh they're just everything about them's amazing I think it's just a I think I've been a bit more aware of that lately as well yeah absolutely even you know having just to take a moment sometimes before jumping on bandwagons I'm like oh let me just go take the temperature of this because yeah (laughs) um yeah like even look at all the stuff that came out about Mother Teresa oh I missed that oh just you know just people like oh she she got money out of keeping people sick and dying I was like oh my god really I need to go research research that further and and so, you know, we do live in this world where there's there are nuances within nuances, yeah. and um, and it's it's really it's a really tricky, weird time. But it's also like we'll look back at this and remember it as a time of of like this, but and then it just smoothed out, and then things become the new normal. Even even phrases that we probably are using now, like even remembering about people's pronouns a year ago, yeah. that was such a clumsier discussion that people are just a little bit more like, oh, yeah, they've got they've got different pronouns. Like it's yeah. no big deal. And that will just become our new normal. But we're in this place where things feel like they're very being shaken up and down. And for some people that can be, feel very disconcerting, very discombobulating because it's not, we don't quite know the rules yet. We don't know. Ah, some things are still quite, you know, unclear, yeah. I would say. It's like and the it's- 60s. Yeah, and it's fresh and it's new and it's trying to and it's trying to navigate it as well because you want to fight for it's I think a lot of us want to fight for the good, but sometimes you just got to make sure that what you're fighting for is the good and that you you're educated on it and that you understand the different sides and things like that um as well. But yeah, I just I just want to say that yeah, when I saw your post, I almost felt like you felt with um with Rachel Rogers and Marie Foley, I'm like, oh, Denise, oh, my gosh, wow. <laughs> but the more I read it, I just thought, you know something, I do think that now is a time for us to stand up for things that are really important for us and us to claim our space with confidence. It's my purpose, it's my vision in my business to help women become bold and powerful voices and claim their space with confidence. And I just think that I'm seeing you do it and I'm seeing other women do it. And I just think, you know, for those who are sitting and watching and kind of going, I want to be a bold and powerful voice in my industry, but I don't know how. I just think 
it's super um, interesting and a value to watch other people do it. And like you said, you, know, you don't do it perfectly and, you know, no. you learn as you go. But I just think actually getting out there and, and doing something and talking about it, even opening the conversation, I think is so worthwhile. Well, for some people, it might give them the courage to take an action that's really meaningful for them in their own lives. So, for example, you know, taking yourself off the thread that your racist uncle sends. Like my uncle started like a group thread on Facebook where he just sent us the most unhinged things. And like I felt like I had to sit there and even though I wasn't saying anything, I was like, oh, I just removed myself from that chat. Like that could be an action that someone's, feels bold enough to take or to say no to a client that you know is, you know, not, not a nice kind of person. So not everyone has to make like a line yeah. in the sand post because that can feel very scary and unnecessary for some people. But, you know, that taking those little actions where you see something pushing back or just saying no or taking yourself out of something, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just think, you know, do what you can do where you are and then just keep growing and getting stronger and better. And, and yeah, feel, I think you've just got to feel your way through things sometimes. Like you said, it's not really clear a lot of the times, but um, as long as you feel like you're aligning with your values, um, I think that's one of the most important things, but yeah, so cool. Well, I've really appreciated people reaching out to me because you know, as I said, I went through the roller coaster of emotions after of like feeling remorse, regret, shame, um, you know, like feeling like, oh my God, did I, you know, go too far? Um, and I, I really see that that's related to me as a little girl. I was never allowed to be angry about stuff. You know, I was never allowed to express disappointment in, in our circumstances because my mum would make me feel guilty about it. And so that that's what was coming up for me. And so having a few people reach out you know, don't assume just because someone's bold that they're, they're like, you know, strong all the time. Yeah. And I just really appreciate that of people just going, just wanted to send you like, you, you know, are you okay or yeah. um, hugs or thank you or, it, you know, it helped me. Um, I, I, re- I appreciate that more than I can say because I know sometimes you look at someone and go, well, they're never, they never have self-doubt. Look how strong and confident they look with, with that. And I'm sure it was the same with Rachel, you know, I'm sure – she had a lot of doubt and shame. Well, I won't speak for her, but um, I think it happens with any anyone who speaks out, you know, yeah. and we see it in, in all aspects of our life. You know, maybe it's the person who speaks out at a PNC meeting at your school. They see something, it's like, you know, checking with them, like, that was really brave. Thank you. And how can I support you or something? Yeah. <laughs> and brave is, I think brave's the word, isn't it? It's just doing things where you're like, I know that it's the right thing to do, even though I don't feel comfortable doing it, um, which is, yeah, so good. Awesome. Anything else you want to leave us with? Oh, no, just no. that, you know, it's a, me- it's a messy world. And I'm, I think we're in a really lucky time. I feel so privileged to live in this time where we can connect because if you were the outspoken one in your village a hundred years ago, you probably had to be shunned. You had no friends, nowhere to go. At least we've got each other. Internet friends are real friends. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, oh God, I'm so, so happy to live in this time. Yeah. Not being locked, going to go to the stake for my beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, God. I, I know, I know, and I appreciate that too. Well, I'm so, I'm so glad you came on for this chat because I know that asking. all of, yeah, my pleasure. I'm just like, I just, I just want to have more meaningful conversations. If I'm honest, like I love the podcast and I love giving like tips and actionable strategies, but I'm just like, I just want to have like really deep conversations with people about what's happening in the world and in business and you know how to be braver and and take a stand and things like that. And so I've really enjoyed this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. So what did you think? Did you enjoy it? I think it was such a good conversation and such an interesting one for us to be having at this point in time in the world. And so I want to bring more of these conversations to you. So let me know, like, I'd really love you to let me know what you thought, if you enjoyed this type of conversation. And also let me know, like, if you think that there are people out there that you think are bold and powerful voices um, and doing things differently, then yeah, let me know. Let me know who they are. But I'm so excited that you stuck around for this conversation. I just loved it so much. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week. The music to this podcast was created by Ixon on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.